Welcome to Wildwood College Life of Wildwood Community Church in Norman, Oklahoma. We are four following Jesus together to the glory of God. We meet on Sunday mornings at 945 for Bible teaching, breakfast, and fellowship, and would love to see you there this week. Follow us on Instagram at Wildwood College for more information. And with that, let's dive into this week's message. Welcome, guys. Welcome to College Life. We are continuing the I Am series. And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John 10. That is where we're going to be this morning. Now, growing up in Sunday schools, one of the vivid metaphors that I had about our relationship with God was that of the sheep and the shepherd. This is a classic Christian illustration of what our relationship with God is actually like. As a shepherd watches the sheep, he cares for them, he protects them, he nurtures them, he feeds them. And it wasn't until I got older that I started to realize that this picture was a lot more accurate than I realized. In fact, we have much more in common with sheep than I realized. You may not know this, but sheep are incredibly unintelligent. They are foolish, they're naive, they make poor decisions, they often do things that are not in their best interest. This is describing Kevin in college. And I saw this video once, and it really, it really answered the question, what are sheep like? So watch it with me. (laughs) Does this not describe your spiritual life right here? God rescues us out of the pit, the crack, we, we're like, yes, we're free, we're free, we're jumping out, and we're right back in it, right? We are so much like the sheep, and we have a lot in common with them. See, even when we do things that we think are going to lead to happiness or they'll lead to flourishing, what ends up happening is we get into a lot of trouble, right? Whenever we pursue things to make us happy, whenever we pursue things that we think will lead to flourishing, we put ourselves in bad situations, just like the sheep. But I hope today we'll see that by following Jesus, we find the path that leads to ultimate protection and human flourishing. By following Jesus, we find the path that leads to ultimate protection and human flourishing. And that's the main idea today is that as the door, which is what Jesus says he is, I am the door, Jesus provides protection and freedom. And because Jesus provides protection and freedom, we should flourish by listening to his voice. So we'll see that as a door, Jesus provides protection and freedom by saying, number one, that the sheep know their shepherd. And number two, sheep flourish through the door, Jesus. The previous three weeks, we have walked through the divinity of Christ by looking at the I am statements. The first week, we looked at the, the, the context of this phrase, looking at the Old Testament when God reveals his name to Moses. And we learn that the name of God is I am. So we establish that the phrase I am is the name of God or Yahweh. And when Jesus in the book of John uses these phrases of I am blank, he is both making a connection about his nature that he is in fact divine, but also revealing an aspect of his divine nature. And so what you have in these I am statements is this beautiful picture of both showing that he is connecting to his listeners that I am God, but also a particular aspect. So first we saw that he is the bread of life and that he is the only one that perfectly satisfies. Then we looked at him as the bread, or sorry, that was as the bread of life. 
And then we saw Chris eloquently put last week that he is the light of the world and he's the one who illuminates the world and only through him can we really see things as they are. Today we'll be looking at the third I am statement in John that Jesus is the door. So we'll be in John 10, 1 through 10, but you'll see that in a moment that this is actually a commentary on what happened in the previous verses in chapter 9. In chapter 9, there is this event in which the religious elite cast out a blind beggar from the synagogue. They cast him out because he is, in their eyes, unclean. Yet through a conversation with Jesus, the blind beggar actually sees Jesus for who he is. He may be blind, but he is the only one who sees. The blind, according to Jesus, are actually the ones who cast out the blind beggar. And that sets the table for this very multi-layered conversation in chapter 10. We're breaking it down in two halves. This week we're going to be talking about the first half, and next time we'll be talking about the second half, which is the fourth I am statement. So let's read the passage as a whole, and then we'll make a few observations. Verse 1. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out, go in, out, Sorry. He will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So our first observation today is that the sheep know their shepherd. This is what it says in verses 1 through 2. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So this whole passage is Jesus comparing two people. Okay, You have the good shepherd, and the thieves and robbers. The good shepherd is Jesus, and the thieves and robbers are the religious elite. Remember, this is a commentary on what happened in, in chapter 9 with the blind beggar and the religious elite. And what Jesus is saying here is that the thieves and robbers, he's comparing himself with them, right? He's comparing himself with the thieves and the robbers. And in verse 1, Jesus uses the phrase truly, truly. Again, this is a common theme throughout the book of John, particularly surrounding the I am statements. But when this phrase is used, it is to indicate his authority. It's not just, hey, believe me, this is true. But he's saying, I know this is true firsthand. Okay, so he has authority on the subject. Now, Jesus begins this long picture that we have in verses 1 through 10 by describing a sheepfold. Now, I could kind of picture what a sheepfold was by the context clues, but I wanted to show you a picture of what Jesus is describing here. Okay, so this is a sheepfold. Nope, I don't have it. All right, great. So the sheepfold is, if you can imagine with me, this enclosure. And it's got these stones piled up so the sheep can't escape. 
and on one end there is a door, okay? So it's supposed to, to basically house this collection of sheep safely, and it has a way for them to enter and a way for them to exit. Now the sheepfold that he's referencing here is the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel is the sheepfold that he is talking about here. It says later in chapter 10 in verse 16, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my, vote, my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. The other sheep are the Gentiles, not in the sheepfold of Israel. And the flock is the church. Now in this figure of speech, making the comparison between himself and the religious elite, Jesus is the good shepherd, the religious leaders are the thieves and robbers. There's a compare and contrast that's happening here. Jesus cares for the sheep, but what do the thieves and robbers do? They care about how the sheep can benefit them. They steal them for their own selfish gain. They use them for their own, maybe financial interests. He does not care about, the thief and robber does not care about the sheep, only cares about how the sheep can benefit him. In chapter 10, we see that the shepherd goes through the door and the thief comes over the wall. They're starkly different in how they interact with the sheep, okay? And in verse three, it says this, to him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Now to fully understand this example, we have to know what, what is the significance of the sheep hearing his voice? Well, in a particular sheepfold, there might be more than one group of sheep. There might be many groups of sheep in one sheepfold that belong to different masters. And so whenever the master, the shepherd, would come into the sheepfold, the sheep that knew him, that knew his voice, those were the sheep that would follow him. There were other groups of sheep in that sheepfold, but the ones who knew their shepherd would follow that shepherd. Okay? <clears throat> So that's what's going on in the sheepfold. So when Jesus says this, says this, he is painting the picture of calling out the sheep that are already his. The sheep that are already his. When we talked about how Jesus is the bread of life, he said in John 6, 37, all that the Father gives me will come to me. So how does it say he calls his sheep? It says he calls his own sheep by name. By name. What does it say about this particular shepherd? It says that the good shepherd knows his sheep intimately and personally. He calls those who are already his. Typically in that day and age, there would be a shepherd and just his voice, the sheep would know him. But Jesus, when he calls his sheep that he knows, he calls them by name. He calls them by name. He doesn't say, hey sheep, come here. He says, hey, Gunner, follow me. He says, hey, Cody Lane, follow me. He says, Kendall, follow me. Angelique, follow me. He knows us personally. Our God is not one that is just about collecting, but he is one about calling his dearly beloved that he knows personally and intimately. Verse 4 says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before, before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So where are these verses getting at? It's the same thing over and over again. And it's this, that sheep or people come to the shepherd, which is Jesus, because they are his. 
They don't become his sheep because they follow him. They follow him because they are already his. It's like this. When I was in elementary school, who had pickup lines? Do you, you guys remember the good old days? Pickup lines? Oh yeah, the worst. Okay, so in elementary school, there were these pickup lines. And basically, there would be a school representative with a huge obnoxious megaphone. And whenever your parent arrived, they had a designated number. And the person on the megaphone would yell out your number and you would go. Now, if there was a number that I particularly liked, I wouldn't just go up to the car and say, hey, you are my mom now, right? But it's whenever my mom's number that I knew was called, that is the one who I would go to. And it's similar to what's going on here. Similarly, people follow the shepherd because they are his. They know their shepherd's voice, therefore they follow his voice, not the other way around. So what does this mean for us today? Well, I think it's pretty clear. Train yourselves to know the voice of Jesus. Train yourselves to know the voice of Jesus. If you rarely hear the voice of Jesus, if you're rarely in prayer, if you're not walking in step with the Spirit, if you do not read your Bible, then I have to warn you, you might be deceived. See, we're supposed to follow Jesus, not someone who uses Jesus and uses you for their personal gain, just like these thieves and robbers. There are people who claim to be Christians and people who use the Bible to fit their agenda that do not care about the church, that do not care about the mission of God, but care more about themselves and using you to accomplish their platform. In verse 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. D.A. Carson, he puts it like this, The world still seeks its humanistic, political saviors. It's Hitler's, it's Stalin's, it's Mao's, it's Pol Pot's. And only too late does it learn that they blatantly confiscate personal property. They come only to steal. Ruthlessly trample human life under their foot. They come only to kill. And contemptuously savage all that is valuable. They come only to destroy. There is a difference between the voice of the shepherd and the voice of the robber. Do not put your salvation or your hope in anyone but the good shepherd. Follow Jesus first and foremost, and be careful of those who use Jesus and those who twist Scripture to advance their mission instead of the mission of the church. The most dangerous people are those who use Scripture and twist it to get you to do what they want. Next, we see that sheep flourish through the door. Sheep flourish through the door. Jesus will now make it clear what he's trying to say. He's removing all confusion. He says, again, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So twice we see that Jesus say that he is the door, but what is he trying to say about his nature when he says that? What could he be trying to communicate? See, this is the third I am statement of John, each one communicating something about his divine nature. So remember, the sheepfold, the sheepfold had one point of entry, one point of access. What was that? The door. Jesus is that door, the one through whom admission 
is given. And this is what the door is. The door is something that provides protection. Now, it doesn't mean bad things will ever happen to you or that you will always be healthy, but what it does mean is that he will protect you and give you everything you need from those who intend to harm you, his sheep. In this case, the ones who are trying to put the yoke of Judaism, the yoke of religion, on the people. He will protect you from them. See, the Jewish elites had just excommunicated this blind man. They had just cast them out. But what did Jesus do? He welcomed him in. He welcomed him in. Wearsby, Warren Wearsby, he describes a situation like this. I'd love to read it to you. Do I have it? Really? Okay. I don't know what's going on, guys. I'll read it to you. He is the door of the sheepfold and makes it possible for the sheep to leave the fold, the religion of Judaism, and enter his flock. The Pharisees threw the beggar out of the synagogue, but Jesus led him out of Judaism and into the flock of God. But the shepherd does not stop with leading the sheep out. He also leads them in. They welcome they become a part of the one flock, which is his church. He is the door of salvation. Those who trust in him enter into the Lord's flock and fold, and they have the wonderful privilege of going in and out and finding pasture. We read in verse, John, John, in verse 9 of John chapter 10 that not only is the entrance through Jesus, but he also leads them out. Where is he leading them out to? Well, by following Jesus in this metaphor out of the sheepfold, he will lead us to true human flourishing. And what I mean by that is our best life is not found in pursuing the things that we want or avoiding the things that we hate, but it is found only in Jesus Christ. It is only found in a personal relationship with him, giving our life to him and letting him lead us. It is in some ways a return to Eden following Jesus. In the garden, there was one rule that was to prevent them from losing their joy and prevent them from losing their happiness and their full satisfaction in God. Similarly, the rule Christians have today is to love the Lord your God with all that you are and to love your neighbor as yourself. Doing this leads to human flourishing. And it's like what 17, Luke 17, says, whoever seeks to preserve his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life will keep it. The best life is the one that is given to Jesus, the one that you give up, that you fully surrender. And the question that we have to ask today is have you given your life to Jesus? Have you ever wondered about that phrase? Give your life to Christ. What does that mean? It means full surrender to him. It means, Jesus, you are the Lord. You are sovereign. You are over all of it. You control my desires. You control my fears. You have the right to change my affections. You can guide my career. That is the only life that leads to abundant life. The rich pastures of the Lord give life. They give nourishment and they give everything we need for spiritual growth and vitality. So today we've seen that Jesus is the door. He's the door that leads into the sheepfold of security and protection, but he is also the door that leads out to abundant life and human flourishing. And so we've seen that Jesus has the door and we've seen that sheep 
know their shepherd, and sheep flourish through the door. So my final application for you today is this. Do you know his voice? Is it clear? When you pick up the phone, is it clear? Or is it this muffled connection? When you hear something, can you identify, is this from the Lord or is this from the world? He has given all we need to be protected from deceivers. So know his voice by walking in step with the Holy Spirit, reading the words of Holy Scripture. Pray to him. Those who follow Jesus are led to an abundant life. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I pray that these words would sit on our heart and would change us. Lord, the words of your scripture that you've given us through the Apostle John, that we might meditate over them, that we might read them, that we might be changed by them. Thank you for giving us Jesus, who is the door that leads to security and protection, but he's also the door that leads out to abundant life. I pray that we would follow him as the door. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, we've got discussion for about eight minutes, and then we've got a special time to hear from a couple missionaries this morning.